On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week 12 of the 2021 NFL season. Then go to our segments with Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and preview week 13. And things as always are two minute drill. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, it was Thanksgiving last week. Um, yeah, way to bury the lead. I'm back, baby. I, I'm sure you have things to be thankful about. <laughs> um, you your ass, I do. Going to a bye with a win, which you probably were not expecting. I wasn't counting on it. Like, I... You know, I had prepared myself mentally for the loss, and let me let me just tell you now, I will never make that mistake again. Uh, the Packers will never lose ever again. Oh. I'm all the way back. Oh, jeez. Uh, Kevin King didn't see the field. It was a good week. <laughs> how how was your week? Um. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because like now we're like. Last week was kind of the end, I should say, like our gauntlet of the, you know, the meat of our schedule, um, you know, getting through that where we were being six and five, I'd feel pretty good about it with the, the start we had and some of the losses we had and, you know, cause we have, we have an upcoming, let's say softer part of our schedule. So it would have been nice well, to be able I to build momentum. It, I, I, I described it in my own head as the cuppiest and cakiest of all the cupcake schedules that have ever cupcaked which means i'm setting the bar very low i mean i don't know like the there's some teams that have played absolutely like the, you remember the broncos like, the, like Lions, yeah. the week three like or through through three weeks they're three and oh and their teams their opponents were like a collective i think oh and nine it's not great like <laughs> so i i think it like you know there, there's definitely soft schedules or soft parts like you know, we yeah, have the Steelers so, in there on Thursday, so a shorter week. And, like, the Steelers, they're a weird team. We'll get into the preview here. Um, but, like, they're a weird team. But, yes, we have the Lions next week. Uh, ideally, it would have been nice to be able to go into that with a three-game winning streak, building on that, making hopefully making that four, and then, you know, extending that further and further and just securing our, you know, playoff spot. And right now, the season ended. We're not in the playoffs because of Washington – uh, winning on Monday against the Seahawks. Um, so do you just want to kind of talk yeah, about your let's, game? Let's, let's just, just go, go right, right in. Sadness? Let's just go into it. Um, People tune in for the sadness. They don't tune in to hear me gloat. So yeah. It's better to start with So, you. So here's a game. This is a game where – Now here's a guy. Now here's a guy. <laughs> so this is something that I don't I'm, – I'm not going to harp too much about – like the refs were not the reason we lost this game. Um there were a lot of different elements I think that went into the fact that we lost. I think letting San Francisco run for over 200 yards on the ground mm-hmm. uh, is never a good thing. Uh, Usually that, you try to stop that. That being said, I don't know if there is a sing- is another team other than San Francisco 49ers that get away with holding as much as they do, especially in the run game. Mm. Like, no, no. Like they, they literally on Debo Samuel's run when his touchdown, he rounds the corner, bar is being held, 
and Eric Kendricks are being held. They literally cannot do anything. They can't get to the edge because they're both being restricted by getting a whole bunch of jersey grabbed. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at all. Like, I, I'm happy that, you know, the players, they, they came out and said, like, Eric Kendricks, I think, was quoted by saying, like, you know, the refs, they let us play a bit. Well, Zimmer you know. had a quote well, yeah, Z- that was directly about the whole So, yeah, so Zimmer had, yeah, had one where they saying, like, holding. they, you know, it's hard, to, you know, they, they they hold. And then this is where I'm like, I like Kittle, but this was, like, the biggest, like, I don't think he realized what he, like, I don't know. He goes, well, then tell your players to make better plays. It's like, they couldn't. They're being held. Like, that's the point. It's kind of a like, weird response. Like, I'm like, Kittle. what What do you mean? It's like, you're stabbing me. Like, well, tell yourself, <laughs> tell yourself not, not to get, not get stabbed. Not to get it's stabbed. like, what? Which, I, I, I didn't I didn't watch this game, so I I have no idea about the holding. I watched the replay and I, or the, the highlights, and I got kind of bored, so I skipped so, to the end. So there, there were some, there were like a couple key moments in yeah. it that I don't, again, like refs missing calls or calling the wrong thing or whatever. That's a, that's an element of the game, whether we like it or not, you kind of have to hope that's just like a random element and that yeah. you hope to be on the, the better side of it, you know? And it just, when you're on the, the worst side, it really sucks, especially losing close games like this, because we still had a chance to win this game. We had, we had plenty of opportunities that we kind of blew ourselves you know, or shot ourselves this in the was foot still with the classic Vikings play. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was a one score game. And you know, it, again, it's letting them back in the game near the end of half, where our defense, our team, just goes into halftime early. Um, we surrendered more points in the final two minutes, which we, I think, I saw like a thing where it's like thirty percent or something of all points that we've given up all season have come in the final two minutes of the first half, which is ridiculous knowing how little time that actually is yeah i'm not a math major but the the fractions (laughs) one thirtieth of the game and it's like yeah we give up over 30 percent. that's it's not great yeah no it's not it's not um so there were a couple things that i wanted to point out like patrick peterson on a third and long was called for holding kittle when kittle just kind of bull rushed his way into him and knocked him over and like, do you, do you have a list of grievances? Is oh, that, is you that know, what's happening I, right I now? Ha, I have, yeah. There, oh. This is uh, shout out, shout out, Vikes Insider that that pulled these. Um, I mean, I, that way I can just see them. I didn't want to write them all down, but these were like the ones you're, that you're like, like Martin Luther with your theses. On yeah, the door of the so, NFL. So on that one, you know, they extended their drive. They ended up scoring on that drive. You could look at that as a seven point, you know, swing there. You know, we we stopped them. On third down, we get the ball. I mean, at the very least, it's seven points. Uh-huh. At very uh-huh. most, 14. So it's obviously a big part of the game, and especially in the first half. Um, Barr and Kendricks both, you know, were held on Debo's touchdown run. And so, like, you know, you look at that, that's likely a four point because they're mm-hmm. probably going to get a field goal. Um, be a long field goal, but Robbie Gold's, you know, pretty consistent. So at least give them, you know, minus four for that that they shouldn't have. Um, the one where the one of the few times that Garoppolo actually took a shot deep further than, you know, five, ten yards downfield, he threw it to Debo Samuel, where Breland actually did a great job cover cutting the rock the route off, and he turned into the receiver. It's like in the end zone, Debo grabs a whole fistful of jersey on him, pulling him back and not, you know, obviously not letting him get to the ball. Mm-hmm. That would likely that would put them out of field goal range, which that's the field goal that they doinked in. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's that's three points. So and how, how many points are we up to now? So we're up to by at, at like the 17 standard points. We're at fourteen. 14 we're at fourteen points. right okay. now. Uh, and then 
And then the last, the, the biggest one was um, on our last drive, where we had like the minute to drive down the field. We had third and 10 and Cousins steps up and throws it across the middle to KJ Osborne and the defender. I think it was like uh, Williams or something like Juwan Williams or whatever his name is. Kawan Williams, something like that. Uh, he got there early and completely, you know, hit KJ's lead shoulder. So he came and has a chance at the ball. Uh, no flag there. And then we're faced with a third or a fourth and 10, which, you know, yes, we still had an extra play, but fourth and 10, your odds of getting that are drastically down. Like we still have to score and get the two point conversion to go to overtime. And, you know, who knows what happens in overtime. But the fact of the matter remains, the drive should have been extended, which it wasn't. So we could have thrown a pick on the very next play. Who knows? Um, the point of that being. So, so what, what's our total points? Sorry. So, so on, on essentially it's 14 points given to San Francisco uh-huh. and you devil's advocate, eight points taken away from us. So it's a 20, 22 points. So the justice score of this game, if, if the world, cause you guys didn't, didn't benefit. We didn't benefit play. from any of those. Okay, so no. we stay at 26. So you stay at 26 and they end up at, let's see, that would be. You take away 12. 14. Well, yeah, you take away 14 because they, they wouldn't get the points that we would have potentially so scored. 20. So that you would have won 26 to 20. Yeah. So should you guys get the win this week then? I don't know. It, I, I, I wish like it worked that way, but maybe, it doesn't. just half. You know, I, I just think like it, it, it it's, it's just unfortunate. Like, I don't want, I, again, I'm not, that's not the reason we lost. The problem is this is a game where. Like Kirk did not have a great day. Um, he, and that's actually something I kind of want to ask you. I had a very specific question about Kirk. Go for it. Well, it's it's not so much even about Kirk as kind of those people around him. Do your offensive linemen's butts look too similar? Is yeah. That so a so here's what I want to point out. Um, that you one say what happened. That one play. So the play obviously it happened. It was in. Um, <laughs> uh, it it was a crucial moment. Crucial moment where he got down to the goal line. Which, by the way. Clint Kubiak, he is the most bipolar play caller I've ever seen. There are moments where I'll be like, wow, what a great play call. That was that was a really nice play design. Uh-huh. And then the other one, I'm like, Dalvin goes out and we give it to, by the way, he got hurt because Udo got blown the fuck up. And, you know, Dalvin, he was already playing with a torn labrum, dislocate guys, yeah, shoulder dislocated again. That he, was, he was doing that. That's why he always, he's always has the, like the brace on, like his, his, um, I don't. I don't really look at him that closely. Well, but. but yeah, so he already had one. He was playing. Uh, his left or his right labrum was torn, and then his left one. He got his shoulder dislocated because Udo just got destroyed on that play, and that's where he fumbled. And you know they scored right after that. Um, but so, but so the Kirk so play. so the Kirk play. We get down the field, goal to go. We were down by eight. This was our second to last drive so we mm-hmm. we got the ball with uh just inside the third quarter so the, the very end of the third quarter is when we got the ball so basically all of the fourth quarter we took this we we took it at their 25 we worked our way down the field um get work got all the way down to first and goal at the six and then this is where it gets a little bad so madison's been in this whole drive um clint calls a run up the middle to Madison for one yard. Like, okay, that didn't work. Uh, now it's second and goal at the five. And Kubiak decides, let's do it again. And he calls Madison up the middle again You're really for two yards. The Kirk is an idiot then here we go. Here. And then third and three comes. 
And, you know, Kirk has to throw it, or he tries to throw it in the end zone to Tyler Conklin, which Thielen scored uh, his second touchdown on a play similar to this in the back of the end zone, kind of trailing along that back line. Yeah. And Conklin just isn't the same type of receiver caliber as Thielen. So, oh, dare you, he, you know, it, he he did have a step, but like he's not going to make that contested incomplete. So we have fourth and three at the three. We're going for it, which I think, duh. And so this is a play where we had one timeout, only one, because of a of a play that was th- incom- that was rule overturned in Adam Thielen, which was a catch. That we challenged, which was un- that, so that we lost a timeout. I need you to get to the funny I, part. I, I'm getting there. So, I'm setting it all up. Just you're hang on. Mountains of hang context on. for the hilarious thing that happened. Exactly, because the context is important. It's not. Yes, it's it not is. important at all. So, so Kirk lines up and he notices. Oh, everyone is on the wrong fucking side of the field. He has to run over to them because now the crowd's actually getting into it. So he runs over and tells them all motioning over as the clock's going down. Kirk, not, you know, again, knock against him. He's not great when the play clock's winding down and trying to get everyone set. Gets a little flustered. And so, you know, he quickly sees that. Probably then he sees that the play clock that you can see in the end zone is that single digits counting down to zero so he quickly tries to run up as he's already on the right side and he gets behind the right guard and obviously and which, which offensive lineman are you supposed to be behind for those of the, the, the listeners that don't the center okay, the center yeah. so good here's here's what I, i'm gonna say are we sure he wasn't so big brain that he realized that they weren't gonna get set in time because it was gonna be illegal motion having four people motioning on one move, which you cannot oh, do. So he intentionally spin. does that, and then they call a timeout. Zone, even though in a press conference he said he got the butt. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I, you know, at the end of the day, I'd rather have have that than lose five straight, like five well, yards and, or and ten there, yards or whatever it There was. are a lot of Vikings fans that are going to hold this up, like I am now, as a funny thing that, you know, kind of goes with that argument that Kirk isn't the guy. The Kirk haters love this play. Yeah, which is like, and to them, I say, you know, at least he didn't line it up behind, like, a tackle. That would be twice as yeah. bad. This is just a guard. He was only one off. He, yeah. He was adjacent and, to and the And what I'm saying is, like, we've seen now, like, there were, I think, Nate Tice, who uh, does a podcast for The Athletic, who's son, son of Mike Tice, former Vikings coach, he he pulled a, a clip of, of John Elway doing this. And, you know, that happened to him. Yeah. Troy Aikman happened to him. And those those situations, that's them just walking from the huddle up to the line of scrimmage. So at least in Kirk's defense, he's running over to the right side and trying to get everyone to hurry on the other because yeah. they're lined up wrong. And then he's like, oh, shit, three seconds. And he just has to get under, and he's under the wrong guy. Well, so, and, and who is your right guard? Our, our right guard is um, would be in that situation Udo. So, I mean, props to Udo. I know you kind of talked about him getting blown up and, you know, the Dalvin injury and stuff like that, but he seems like a really chill dude. You can just touch his butt and he doesn't even, he doesn't even be like, hey, I'm not that guy. Yeah. You know, I'm, well, because it was I'm Madison that guy. came up being like, no, no, no. Or maybe it was going to be a direct snap. It'd be the worst direct snap ever. Yeah. But... If, if Madison wasn't on board for the direct snap. Yeah. But um, Udo was remarkably chill. Yeah. So obviously like, that's a bad optics play, but. I do want to point out, like this, this was a massive game for like the Kirk haters, um, for the Vikings fans out there that claim to be Vikings fans that just want nothing but to see Kirk fail. Um, of which there are many. There are many. Which 
I don't understand. They almost won away, too. After last week, yeah. they almost became extinct. Yeah, well, like, it doesn't even matter that the guy has, you know, 25 touchdowns and only three interceptions. They're just like, he lined up under the wrong guy. And it's like, I, I just... I mean, it's objectively hilarious. Yeah, no, it, really it is. Funny. It's it's funny to see that. But, like, <laughs> I just... The one thing that I've noted here is, you know... We, if we if he does not play great, if Kirk has a bad day, so with this current team, like last year and this year, we're not winning. It's over. And, and like, that's something that I don't. If anything, it should tell you, uh, maybe you should keep that guy. It's like it's not his fault. Then, like, what? Like every quarterback has a bad day. Like, but yet you, we saw Lamar Jackson have a horrendous day. What did the Ravens do? They won. Like. I, I, I don't know what else you expect because, like, we get, the defense gave up 34 points um, and over 200 yards on the ground and letting Jimmy Garoppolo convert third and longs with you with you have a defensive-minded coach. Like, I don't, I don't I don't have a problem with that. Like, I mean, he scored... He's so handsome. He scored 26 points on the road at San Francisco. Who actually does... Like, if anything, their strength is their run game and their defense. Like, they play hard. And, like, they have a good defensive line, good linebacking core, and they have some playmakers in the secondary. You know, health has always been their issue, which they're actually healthy now. Yeah. So, I I don't – I again, like, I don't know what to say about this game other than – Would you like to apologize to me? Why? Because I called it, and you said I was being dumb. Would you? I, I don't know. I said that after the high of the win last week, you can't. And you're like, no, it wasn't a miracle. And I, was I like, don't but know. It but was. Again, I don't put that on that. Like, No, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> I put it on our having our entire defensive line out and them just running it down our throats very successfully. And a couple things that didn't go our way. Um, you know, the, I will like, I will say the interception that Kirk threw, that was a bad read. That was just bad. It was... It was bad, Kirk. It was his bad worst. Kirk. It was his worst throw of the season. Very bad, Kirk. Where I'm just like, you know, wasn't there. And you know, he missed JJ for a two point conversion. You know, why open the end zone? He did make some great throws. I mean, Thielen had the great adjustment where he realized no one's following him on that crossing. Where he's like, I'm just going to go to the end zone. And Kirk threw him where he's not going to have a chance, like a defender have a chance to play. Thielen saw to make a diving catch, but he's also running to his left, throwing it on the run, and it was a good ball. So. I don't know. I think it it just really sucks <laughs> that we lose this game because of our upcoming schedule. And it was we made it hard game. for ourselves. We just keep making it hard on ourselves. Yeah, it was a big percentages game. Oh, in, yeah. Like, the, the playoff chances. And I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. We would have been, if we won, our chance of making the playoffs would have been over 80%. Yeah. Going into this game, they were at like 50-something, 50 56. And now they're at, and like now they're at 40. No, they're at like 48. They? Oh, yeah, okay. they're at like well, 48%. Uh, it was still going to be like that because they, they still like our odds better making the playoffs than the the Saints or the um, the football the football team. team. Yeah, they like us better than any of the non people you know fighting for the seven spot. Yeah, it was just a big week for the probability tweets. Yeah, and and you know the, it, again it's just a maddening performance because like this team. Is like it. It had like it has the talent to play with anybody. It's just they don't do. We don't do ourselves any favors, and it's just constant, just shooting ourselves in the foot and making it hard on ourselves. I don't know. It's just so a maddening team. You're back to fire everybody. Is that like the no? I I I, I I I am still hold like 
unless we make a, ma- a massively like deep playoff run, like an NFC Championship game appearance, and or further, um, we should be moving on from Zimmer. Uh, I just, I don't, I just think we should. I don't know. It's time for. An, I want to see this team with an actual like offensive play caller, like an offensive mind, like Clint Kubiak. I think he's in over his head. I don't, I don't know. He just the like play action. Like on we had fourth and goal in that goal line situation. He called play action and he had two guys getting to the end zone. Like, what are we doing? I don't like, we cannot run with a backup running back. Madison's a very fine running back, but up the middle, back to back times at like the five, like that's just not when we have, Thielen already has two touchdowns. Jefferson, you know, like anytime you have those guys, they should be getting targets throughout the whole game. I think they only had, Thielen didn't have a catch in the second half, which, you know, he did, but it got, said it wasn't a catch, which I don't know how. There were several close catches or questionable catches over the weekend. There were far more questionable that were ruled as catches. I just, I don't know. The the refs were in their bag in this one. And, you know, Zimmer just, I, the, the defense just wasn't ready. And it it wasn't like they were giving us anything creative. You know, they weren't hitting us with crazy plays. Or just dumb penalties and poor tackling and poor effort. I don't know. Frustrating. Yeah, as of, uh, it was before the Monday night game when I did this research, but I think one of the teams wasn't even close and one of them was close, so I counted it towards you. Yeah. Uh, in your favor, if we're talking about the Vikings as a top 10 scoring defense this season, like we had discussed in the uh, preseason, yeah, I think they are 22nd in the league right yeah. now, which, and that's including a bye week that some other teams haven't had. Um, so that's not great. Yeah, well, they keep, they continue to have these games where, you know, it's unfortunate because, like, they the, the Niners had a possession that started at inside, like, the 5 or the 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like those points should technically go against the offense, but I, I mean, is yeah, what it is. But every team has You know, that. and, and I just they give up. They have these games where they just, they just take a day off, and it, you know, they're like, all right, offense, bail us out. It seems to be Sunday. Like, bail us out, offense. And I don't know. It's 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 really unfortunate. But I did see a thing where, um, uh, shout out Dustin Baker, who he will he'll be on the, the pod next D- week. Dustin Baker stat of the week. Yeah, du- the Dustin Baker stat of the week. Uh, QBs in NFL history with 23-plus passing touchdowns and less than four interceptions uh, through 11 games of a season. And here's their team record. So you got you got Brett Favre with ten and one uh, in two thousand nine. Brady nice. Brady in twenty twelve eight and three. Rodgers in twenty fourteen eight and three. Nice. Brady again in twenty seventeen nine and two. Drew Brees in twenty eighteen ten and one. Russell Wilson twenty nineteen nine and two. Patrick Mahomes twenty twenty ten and one. Kirk Cousins in twenty twenty one five and six. Like he's not the problem, people. He's not. And I, I, there's so many other things that you can point your finger at with this team, and it should nowhere near be at the quarterback play because he's played really well, and he's gonna like he should not have to be perfect every week for us to have a chance at winning. Quarterbacks like that that's an unheard of thing for any player, especially quarterback. They have off weeks, and like this was his worst game, I'd say probably. Um, I think the world would say that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the 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 you could argue that the Cleveland Browns game um, was was worse just from only from an offensive standpoint. You know, we still put up twenty six points, um, but you know, he's 
wasn't awful. Like it was better than his counterpart that he was going against. Because yeah, no one gives him credit for all the times he did pick the right butt to stand behind. I mean, it was the vast majority of yeah. his career he's been picking the right butt. And it's it's sad that we've lost six times and the largest loss is now here. It used to be seven points to the Cleveland Browns in week three, and now it's from week 12 um, by eight points to the Niners. I think we need to adjust our terminology for the Vikings where – an eight-point loss is like a one-score loss, but for the Vikings, it's a shit-pumping because, <laughs> you know, relatively speaking, yeah. it's huge. And yeah, so we usually lose by like three everything. or like three to seven. Yeah, and that seven was only once. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. We again, we extended our streak of having a seven-point lead in every single game. You know, the only team in the NFL, like, awesome. We're probably gonna do that again <laughs> next week. What if you don't? I, dude, I don't know. Like, this is, yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Well, we can talk about my game. Yep. Uh, it happened at just about the same time. Yeah. Afternoon game on Sunday. And this was the Packers at home taking on the Rams, mm-hmm. who I have, uh, I, I was told leading up to the game that the Rams had some playmakers on defense. Uh, I they went winless in November. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, just to talk... This the is gonna, Lions technically had a better record because yeah, they had a tie. This is this is going to be more <laughs> me trashing the Rams than really hyping up the Packers to a certain extent because Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are on a fucking milk carton somewhere. Those guys are missing the only thing they did. And I have, I have distinct uh, observations for each of these guys. So Aaron Donald was all over Twitter and there are clips of him some at some point in the middle of the game, just choking the shit out of Yash Nijman, like with his hand on his neck. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't on his pads or anything like that. He was Darth Vader choking him. Yeah. And the ref comes running in off the side of the video and is going like, stop, stop. And didn't throw a flag. Yeah. It's like Sir, please stop choking that other man. This, you know, this isn't a Harrison Smith joking like, "Oh, he got tangled up." He's yeah, grabbing him actually with his choking hand him and choking him. Aaron Donald is a punk bitch, and I tweeted that. <laughs> I'll fight Aaron Donald. I don't give a shit. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! This is the second time he's played the Packers in two seasons. The second time that he's been all up in somebody's face mask or neck area after being wholly irrelevant the entire game. <laughs> So I, I don't not a fan of Aaron Donald. I think that he's kind of a pussy. Um, and then you know who I think is definitely a giant pussy is Jalen Ramsey. Holy shit! Because not only did Jalen Ramsey targeted by Aaron Rodgers seven times in this game, completed all seven passes. I thought it was just five. It was seven. Um, it was five of fifty yards. Well, it was all five or all seven. Mm. I don't know if you saw one stat. I saw the other one. But uh, you know, zero incompletions. And the the, the hilarious thing about Jalen Ramsey is when he gets beat, he runs away from the receiver who caught the ball to try and like act like he wasn't the one that got beat. There are videos of him where Devontae will run a slant and as soon as Devontae yeah, catches the, the ball the inside, last year. yeah, he'll just like kind of like go up like, like float away from the from the ball and be like, no, I was over here. I was way back. Mm-hmm. That was on somebody else. <laughs> it's just and and this one, I mean, that yeah, like you said, that clip was from the playoffs, but he mm-hmm. was doing that in this game a little bit. And then the big play that Jalen Ramsey didn't make was he lost a foot race to the pylon with a nine-toed Aaron Rodgers, who, I mean, Rodgers isn't 
you know, like immobile by any means, but you you think Jalen Ramsey would would win a race between him and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, it was only one like one yard, wasn't you? You're on the one yard line. I mean, they were really close. And he wasn't like it was like fully in, like he wasn't like spying well, on. Well, he him, bit but... on a pump fake to no one. Right, like there was no one behind him. Yeah, but at the same time, like he knows it's not like it's like a, it would be really bad if it was like a pump fake like downfield, like when he's already past line of scrimmage. Like that's always funny when you see that. But but like but like he's no, still behind the line. He has no, no time idea for anyone to get over. It was like an RPO. It, it was like an option where like there was the fake handoff, and then Rogers just rolled out right. Yeah. There was no human being running across the field. I don't know. So those two guys, terrible game. Uh, and, you know, the Rams defense in general, I mean, Von Miller didn't really do anything either. And Mm-mm. it's kind of funny. The Rams have picked up all these pieces to be win now, uh, you know, much to the chagrin of some Packer fans who are saying, you know, the Packers need to be more aggressive. They're not all in. And we beat them. And we beat them. You know, it, it, was, it ended up being an eight-point game. It was more than that. For you know, it was 19 points at one point. There was kind of a uh, end of the game comeback desperation situation, yeah. and two of the Rams touchdowns were these deep bombs that were just blown coverage, basically. Which is, I thought. The I mean, like that's what always happens in deep bombs. No, usually yeah. someone. Yeah, but like <laughs> fucking if, if you take away like two instances of blown coverage, you know, those are huge plays. The Rams didn't have like a long okay, but like, drive. but you could say that too against. Like when we played, like you guys had a long touchdown to MVS. Yeah. Like, no, and, and you know. obviously those count, but I'm yeah. saying that the Rams were not able to consistently drive the ball down the field. You know, reliably, two of their touchdowns came on huge busted coverage plays, which yeah. still counts and is still something to be concerned with. But I don't know. Matt Stafford, another game of not looking great. I'm sure you love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I have a thing here where. I did see this, which is just great. Um, Matthew Stafford now. So here's one where, again, I've been preaching all the time about how narrative is just built on quarterbacks. And like it just, everyone has these, you know, false ideas of a quarterback because they've been told to believe this. Matthew Stafford's probably the best. Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins are probably the best examples of this and opposite ends of the spectrum. Matthew Stafford is now nine. And 70, nine wins and 70 losses against teams with a winning record. So, so That's never fair, talked about. To be fair, QB wins count when it's Matt Stafford, but not when it's Kirk Cousins. No, I'm just saying, my whole point is debunking QB like wins. My whole point is debunking the importance of that. But you just read a bad stat as evidence that he is bad. Yeah, because, but no, I, this is my whole point is no one ever talks about that. It's never like when he was brought into the Rams, it's always like, Oh, woe is Matthew Stafford for being in Detroit. The Rams are going to unlock this unknown thing about a guy yeah. that's been in the league for 13 years or whatever it's been. Yeah. It's like, no. And he was only throwing to a Hall of Fame wide receiver for most of those years. Yeah, exactly. And like, he's, he's never won a single game. His Matthew Stafford led team has never won a game against a team that has entered that game at least five games over 500. He's never beaten a team like that. So I feel like that's a lot of games over 500. Not really. Of all like the major teams. How many teams are? And and that that's that only right now. What? Uh, no, keep talking. I'm no, I'm just saying. Like he, he, you know, it's something where like he can't beat legitimate teams because when you say a winning when you say a winning record at, at the time that could be the Broncos like they were you know three and zero. 
But I like to say winning winning record can always be skewed. But when it's a five game over, they're a legitimately good team. There are four teams in the NFL right now that fit that criteria. Yeah, and we're in week twelve. So yeah, there's still several weeks, but I'm saying, but like, that's pretty early. I, I, there's going to be more teams like that, I'm sure, that happen near the end of the season. Like teams that finish with that kind of record or teams that have that record at the time? I think he was just entering the game, but. That stat confuses me. I'm in a pretzel right now. Okay. Well, I, I the whole point of being, like, Matthew Stafford, like, he, he's not bad, but, like, I just never got on the Matthew Stafford, oh, my gosh, they're going to unlock. He's going to become, like, the greatest you know, quarterback in the league. It's yeah. like, no, like he's the same guy. It's not like we're not, you know, it's all the same stuff we're seeing. And well, what this and in November, a hot start. And now, yeah. And look at the teams they played. I think I, last week I pulled the thing where they, the records of the teams they beat was significant. It was like a 33% win percentage. And now it's, you know, they're actually playing good teams and they're not winning these games. Yeah. You and, had, you had bears, Colts, uh, and bucks, but then, you lose to the Cardinals, beat the Seahawks, Giants, Lions, Texans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's not great. You know, some padding there. And so I just think, like, he's, again, like, he's a good quarterback, but it's not like he's this hidden gem that was hiding in Detroit or yeah. that was hit, buried in Detroit. He's a good quarterback. He's a bad person. He also, the Rams also have the best pass block win rate of any team in the league. He is the best, statistically speaking, the best pass blocking line. So no shit, he should be doing better. Do you know who has the one of the worst? I I, I think I can guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and yet you look at their numbers; they're not that different. So I just I don't know. I it's it's the rosy tinted glass with with Matthew Stafford, and I just I, I'm glad that November kind of people are like, oh, maybe the Rams just aren't as great, like. Coaching matters, folks. Like you can get all the talent you want, and like look at the defense. Like they're just still giving up thirty six points. Like that, the Packers are a great offense, but the Rams should be a good defense. Well, the Rams try to do an NBA super team style, you know, ascension here, where they're picking up all these big name guys. And I, I mean, Von Miller isn't really what he used to be. He's no. still a fine player. Yeah. And that's kind of been their philosophy for the last couple of years. And if it doesn't work soon, you know, you're looking at blow it up territory almost yeah. in the next couple of years. If if they can't, you know, get across the finish line here, uh, trying to be, you know, last year's Buccaneers. Yeah. And so, and, yeah. And I think like the receiver, you know, losing Bob Trees is massive for this team. I don't think it is. I, I honestly he think it's doing that much. Uh, I do. Like he does so much. Like that doesn't show up. Like the with run blocking, which is such a crucial part. He doesn't even get breakfast with Matt Stafford. Oh like what could he be doing? And and so I I just think that like you know they're really hoping Odell becomes very consistent, which he won't. Which we'll see. I think mean, because Van Jefferson ain't gonna be that guy you can rely on nine targets of Van Jefferson, and you know Higby is non-existent. And Higby's non-existent. And their okay. run game, you know, Daryl Henderson's fine, but mm-hmm. you know, he like what what Cam Akers actually had a lot of promise last year, and it's really unfortunate with the Achilles that he had. But like you know, they need to go back to their run game. That's what really you know unlocks out. They're relying way too much on Stafford, and he's off right now. And yeah. they're losing games. They just can't win. Yeah, I agree. And uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, because I haven't really talked about the Packers that much. I mean. 
there's not a ton of you know new insights that I have here. AJ Dillon looked better in this game than he did last week, which is funny because Aaron Jones was active but kind of sparingly used. I mm-hmm. think he's not a hundred percent still, and Dylan was more effective. And I texted my dad because Dylan. I forget exactly what his uh, what his yards per carry in this game was. It wasn't anything phenomenal. Three point five. Yeah, three point five. So that's fairly you know average. Um, but I texted my dad after this game and I said, you know, he's not being crazy effective or efficient, but God damn it, do I just fucking love watching him hit a hole? You know, it's full of bodies, one yard past the line of scrimmage, and just shove it for four more yards mm-hmm. all by himself, like you know, four guys hanging off of him and it's, it's fucking fun to watch. And I think that I still think there is, you know, a a really good kind of balance that you can strike in this offense with kind of the thunder and lightning that we've seen with a lot of teams, uh, especially in the last couple of years. And, you know, with a healthy Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, I think that's pretty dangerous. And I was very critical initially of the AJ Dillon draft pick yeah, and kind of critical, I still like that they brought Jones back just because I like Jones, but I didn't quite understand, you know, the logic behind it. Yeah. Uh, given that you have AJ Dillon, and you can still make a case that it may have not been the smartest decision, but it's clearly working out pretty well at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, AJ Dillon's coming into being a, a fine, you know, number two running back, and with a, a ceiling, I, th- I don't think he's ever going to be like a pure rb1 but he could he could fit himself into like a 1b well i could see him maybe even if there's a 1a and a 1b especially next year because jones will still be on the team he's under contract right i could see him being the 1a and the 1b in a kind of a uh, nick chubb kareem hunt kind of situation because i mean the the comparison is there except aaron jones isn't a you know a a terrible person so (laughs) kareem um, hunt's also as is a little bit He's more bowling ball than people realize. Like, he's really good at catching, but, like, he's a big guy. Like, Kareem Hunt's pretty big, and Aaron Jones is not. Aaron Jones does play bigger than he is. He plays bigger, and he's also just, you know, shiftier, I think, in the passing game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the other, the last thing I want to mention, uh, Razul Douglas is just so great. He's <laughs> just so, he's so not Kevin King. It's It's ridiculous how not Kevin King he is. Kevin King keeps getting hurt in ways that we find out about in the middle of the week. And I don't know if it, like, I don't know if I believe it anymore. It sounds shitty to like doubt an injury and he is very injury prone Mm -hmm. throughout his career. But like, it seems like he, he has a really bad game and then he gets hurt on like a Wednesday and then he doesn't play for two weeks and then he comes back and he has a really bad game and he gets hurt on a Wednesday and it just keeps happening where he's like, he gets cooked on Sunday and he goes like, I do not feel like going through this again. And he just has to sit down for a couple of weeks, <laughs> which you know what? Sit, sit down is take as much time as you need. Kevin, absolutely. Your health is the most important thing to me. It's the most important thing in my entire life at this point. Um, you should take all the time you need. Maybe even, maybe even just just go go away. Just go somewhere else. No, he back. needs to be there. Maybe come back. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just go into the sunset. You just you ride. We'll get you a horse to ride into the sunset, and you'll just we'll never talk about you ever again. Yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, let's go to segments. 
Uh, start off always uh, performance of the week. Um, why don't you go first this week? Uh, my performance of the week, uh, it goes back to Thursday, the Thanksgiving games, which you know we didn't really touch on uh, a whole lot. And the second game of the Thursday slate, Raiders-Cowboys. Uh, my performance of the week goes to Sean Hockley's entire crew, who called 28 penalties for 276 yards. Yeah. This game sucked yeah, to watch. not great. And there are some penalties in there where, I, you know, it's like it happened. You have to call it, obviously. But when you have 28 penalties, that's around twice as much, you know, ballpark of what usually gets called in a typical game. That's not an accident. That is an officiating crew making their presence felt, setting some sort of fucking weird precedent where they're just going to stop every other play and call something. And it sucks. And this is the same crew that was calling, you know, the the Packers-Vikings, and they were already getting some scrutiny before that game. And it seems like this is kind of a problem crew in the NFL this season. And it makes me sad because I liked Sean's dad. I thought he was a stand-up guy. And <laughs> I don't know what he's doing right now, but, Ed, you need to control your boy. Yeah, not not great. Um, all right, my performance of the week. It's going to go to uh, soon-to-be playoff Lenny. He is getting into playoff form uh, a little early, but he had a big getting greedy. He had a big day uh, that <laughs> that almost cost them. Like him yes. scoring that touchdown when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" Because I, I, I jokingly <laughs> put in because like I was just kind of upset, and I'm sure you were too, that he was just taking all the production and Gronk away from like yes. Godwin and Mike Evans, who yes. had a very quiet day. Who we both have on our teams. And yeah, for fantasy reasons, I was not supportive yeah, of Lenny. Yeah, you know, and I was like, God, son of a bitch, like stop giving it to stop scoring. And uh I jokingly put it be like, Oh, he he made a selfish play, it might come back to haunt him, and it almost it, did. Yeah, the, I was like, Holy shit. Almost <laughs> lost, or at least went into overtime. And yeah, but Lenny, how many touchdowns? Was that four? Uh he had four. Yeah, so he had three Leonard, on the ground, four, one in the air. Net. Yeah, so uh he really put the four and four net. Uh, 17 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns, and then seven catches for 31 yards and a touchdown. So eight targets too. Like Jesus Christ. Sad Ronald Jones. Noises. Hey, he got a touchdown though. Ronald Jones actually got the ball, uh, a whopping seven times. Oh. Look at that. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He just is in the doghouse, and it's. But that's... he's in the doghouse, but he's been in there for so long. He's got he's got a couch like a TV. I know, like, but I'm like, really, I still hold that like Ronald Jones is the better guy. But I, like, I'd probably rather be Ronald Jones, where you just get to hang out, you can <laughs> put, put a jersey on, and be like, go get him, Lenny, and just you know, kind of yeah, could be supportive. So that's my performance of the week. Um, all right, Nathan Peterman Award. Um, I'll just keep it rolling. My Nathan Peterman Award. Jalen Hurts, uh, what the fuck was that? That hurts my eyeballs. That was so bad. That was hilarious. I had this game on one of my uh, screens for like Sunday Ticket, and like one of like the four games that I had open on my laptop. Uh-huh. And my condolences. I was like, oh, all right, keep like let's throw to Devonte Smith, and he only targeted him four times because he just didn't. He just wouldn't throw. He is a selfish player. I think he just likes to, just to carry the ball all the time. And well, every time he threw, he threw it to the other fucking team. Yeah, he had one horrendous – I mean, they're all bad interceptions, but one of them, right at the end of the half, he, like, 
first of all, takes way too long to do a quick play near the goal line. And he scrambles out and throws a pick. And it's just like, well, there goes away three points, which in this game could have really used. Very low at the time. Game, at the time, yeah. it would have been tied 3-3 going into half, which also gross. Yeah, I mean, if I don't know why you were watching this game. I assume For fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy reasons. Okay, That's yeah. all it was. I just wanted to see it. There was nothing appealing well, about this even before. early slate for this week was so bad. It was quite bad. It was so bad. We had to deal with the Jets and the Texans on one of them. Mm. The Jags, I think we're playing the Falcons. This game. Their only good game was the Bucks colts Everything else sucked. I was like, Jesus. All right. And then the other games were on the regular, you know, broadcast. Well, and it's extra tragic, too, that Hurts fell apart this week. It looks so bad because he actually looked fine last week. Last yeah. week was like, it kind of, it looked like his coming out party almost. Yeah. Where they learned how to kind of utilize his mobility. He still, he didn't throw the ball over the field or anything, but he looked a hell of a lot better than did this week. Yeah. So that's, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, my Nathan Peterman. Also, shout out uh, Jalen Rager for dropping not one but two uh, crucial game extending or possibly game winning plays. There, there's a timeline <laughs> where the Eagles aren't stupid and they pick Justin Jefferson in front of you guys, and you guys. I don't I, think we would have taken Rager in that well, situation, but we don't else, end up with Jefferson. But, but there is a timeline where you guys picked Rager and your team just sucks right now, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, I'd be so happy. Uh, I can't think about that too much. Now you get Jefferson for the next like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> fucking gritty. which looks so stupid every time Adam Thielen does it. He does, he like does it intentionally bad. Um, all right. My Nathan Peterman, I, it kind of overlaps with yours, but I'm going to broaden it. Oh. Mobile quarterbacks. Okay. This week was not good for some of the mobile quarterbacks. You call I, Daniel Jones mobile? No, I call him deceptively fast. It's okay. Um, so mobile QBs, Kyler Murray is in there, but he didn't play. So between Cam, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson, they all put together had one touchdown and nine interceptions. It was not a good day for the dual threat quarterbacks. No. Um, yeah, and I, I think a lot of these guys – Lamar is very up and down sometimes. This was an especially bad game for him. Yeah. But this was Hurts and Cam kind of coming back down to earth. Lamar's just been bad this year. Yeah. He's been bad since he won the MVP. He's got a poop. God, it's bad. Yeah, so that's well, my Nathan Peterman. All right, stock up. Um, My stock up is the Patriots being back. Uh, I don't know. Like it, This is very reminiscent of of like early Brady years. And I'm not saying like it's turning into Brady, but where, you know, Brady in the early years was just kind of managing the game, not making mistakes, you know, and the by being buoyed by a great defense. Yeah, you know, That's man- what Mac Jones has. The game like a goat does, obviously. That's what the best. The, the I'm, best talking his, they, they I'm talking about is I'm talking about his first couple years yeah, I know. when he actually had to play as a rookie. Mm-hmm. He didn't get to sit and wait and, you know, mold himself yeah, Aaron Rodgers chose to sit well no but I'm saying like he went in like when he went in you look at his first couple of years it was also a very different time in the NFL back then in the early 2000s late 90s it's fair like quarterbacks were not what they are now yeah, so, so I mean, Mac managed, Jones and like him him managing go, is going 23 to 32 310 for two touchdowns no interceptions uh, Mac does look really good like I mean I, I don't know. Like, this is something, and he was taking, you know, 15th, and it's no, you know, pick 199 like Brady, but 
like Mac Jones was a very legitimate college player. He was the fourth quarterback taken. I think he was fifth. I can't remember. Well, yeah, fifth, yeah, because it was it was Trevor Lawrence, and then it was um, uh, uh, Trey Lance. He was the last of the big names. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Yeah, he was the fifth, and so I, I, I mean, this defense, the the Patriots defense, is on a whole other level. Bill Belichick and Steve Belichick are just going nuts right now, and I, I, they just dominate, dude. They're eight and four. I think they're a game out of the one spot. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, rumors of the Patriots' death have been greatly exaggerated. I have a, a bad they're feeling. half a game from the but one. I, I kind of like that they reloaded almost all of their positions, yeah. so it's like none of the same players. They need some more proven on on so offense. I'm not mad at that? Like, yet. like they need like they have no established receivers. Like, I mean, they Kendrick have Bourne. Kendrick Bourne and like. I don't know. It, it is what it is. Like they have good tight ends and Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, but when your receivers are Jacoby Myers, Brandon Bolden, Kendrick Bourne, and Nelson Aguilar, like that's not great. So yeah, you know they need the help there. Yeah, but they're definitely on the up. Yeah. Um, my stock up, my stock up is going to be little brothers because the Bengals absolutely shit pumped the Steelers yeah. this week and. That is one of those rivalries in the NFL that always kind of feels like big brother, little brother. At least it has Mm -hmm. uh, in the last several years where I think the Bengals have won their last two or three against the Steelers now. Yeah. But this was the first one where it was it was really a hold your head in the toilet kind of beat down. It wasn't even close. Uh, They beat him 41 to 10 and kind of a statement game for both of these teams, except the Steelers statement was like. We kind we're of not suck. that great. <laughs> yeah, like we're pretty – Big Ben is pretty bad at football. Um, so stock up – I guess the Bengals in general. Yeah. You know, we kind of they, – they ascended and then they fell apart and they're ascending again. Shout out shout out ride. Joe Burrow for just like not putting up with any shit from TJ Watt. Like, you, like that, that one play where yep. they like were blocking each other or something or he was trying to get to him and Joe Burrow just like fuck no. And he did get like thrown down. But like that's a quarterback – like, yeah. I don't know, like, you, you have, like, that's a player, it's, like, not surprising for a lot of people that, like, know Joe Burrow, I don't know, or just, like, he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and I think that before the beginning of the season, we all kind of slept on the Bengals' offense. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Jamar Burrow. Chase has cooled off, by the way, like, a crazy amount. He's still projected for a really good season, but, like, he's was but nuclear he, He's in the still beginning. very talented. Yeah, yeah. oh, absolutely. Um, you know... Tyler Tyler Boyd's there. <laughs> Samaje P. Ryan. Yeah. Um, all right. My uh, stock down is going to be um, Cam being back because uh, it was a little preemptive. He had a he had a rough week down in Miami. I mean, he said it after his first play, so it was pretty yeah. preemptive. He 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 went a whopping, and he scored early in this game on the ground. Everyone's like, "Oh shit, here it is!" It's still and he went. He ended up going five of twenty-one for ninety-two yards, two picks. That's a four-point-four average attempt. Um, five-point-four QBR. That's out of a hundred, folks. Five-point-eight quarterback rating, which is at one hundred and fifty fifty-eight point three. He was benched for a guy that. Was undrafted and played in the other minor leagues of the. Of yeah, it was a big football. day for uh, for PJ. Yeah, PJ Walker, <laughs> five of ten, nice. <laughs> so, 
Bad, bad cam. Bad. Yeah, this was the cam we saw in New England. Yeah. Um, and to think that it just magically went away. No. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, RIP Christian McCaffrey, done for the year. Yeah, that that sucks. It it sucks since two years. Panthers in a row. are dead. Panthers are dead. Yep. Uh, let's see. My stock down is electrons because <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers suck. Uh, they're really bad. <laughs> I don't know how. Careful, careful. You're going to get into a fight on Twitter. Charger fans, there's like five of them. They'll come and get you. It happened to me, man. Bring it on, (laughs) bitches. Um, I don't know how the Chargers are bad, but they are bad. Maybe the Broncos are like kind of weirdly good. I don't, I don't, both these teams are like the same realm. Well, I don't know. No, because I think if you look at the Chargers, I mean, they beat the Steelers by four points. And what we saw from the Steelers this last week. That's not yeah, but that, that game was bananas. Like the they Chargers, it was like forty, like eighty points they, in that they, game. They beat the Eagles by three. They lost to the Ravens by twenty eight. Like I, I mean, the Chargers, and it doesn't make sense because they have good receivers, good running back, good quarterback, good coach, good off, I think, a fairly decently good offensive line, good offensive line, okay a good defense. defensive. Yeah, like, like, I don't, I don't know what the problem is. There, I, I don't know. Like Brandon Staley is weird. Like he's like the guy that like is massively big into like analytics and will like yeah. oh odds like numbers tell me to go for it here but I'm like a crazy like amount I do too I just think like I it's like the numbers guy is getting shoved in a locker right now by like, the old school like Vic Fangio like, like that's what it is like be like nah yeah. and, like the grumpy old men are like nope we still rule this league I hate numbers <laughs> and, like I just be like I don't know I I there I you could throw their schedule in front of me and I'd make me pick if they're going to win or lose you each flip, week. Flip a coin. And I'd literally probably get it wrong every yeah. time. I'd, I don't know with the Chargers. Yeah, because at least teams like the Titans, like you know they're going to lose to the really bad teams. They shouldn't. Where the Chargers, yeah. it's a total free-for-all. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's weird. Yeah, very strange. Um. All right, let's 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 go into our Week 13 preview. Uh, You guys are on bye, so nothing exciting there. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about the, the news real quick. Uh, Titans legend Adrian Peterson signing with the Seahawks. Practice squad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how you didn't correct Titans legend. You well, because like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> like, you know, when he, when he goes in the hall, it's going to be with a Vikings jersey. And but... It's going to be with a triple jersey. It's going to be <laughs> one-third Vikings, one-third Titans, and one-third Seahawks. Sad Cardinals get like, you know, and the Wait, Saints. Was it, wasn't he on Washington too? Yeah. Oh, my. The, it's, <laughs> There's oh so my many. Oh, my God. The Technicolor Dream jersey. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So Packers are on by. They're gonna lose that game or lose that week. I, I, we're, we're not. They already gonna, have. You already have lost. Devondre Campbell's win. on COVID. You've lost. I think that's a win. Nope. You've already lost. He's not gonna miss. You've any time. already lost. I think they should. I. I don't. Think it's this, it's but over. I think that they should all get COVID it's and just lost. Just get out of the way on the bye week. <laughs> and this bye week is extra special because there is the possibility, probably pretty low, but the possibility. That we could get Bakhtiari, Jair, and Zadarius all back after this bye week. Now, like I said, Did, probability is low. Has Zadarius done anything since his first year? Well, like he's he hasn't done anything this year because he's he hasn't played. Wasn't it like two years ago when you guys got him? It was two years ago, and he was super productive that year. Like, and then, top like, of the but like last year, like, last year he nothing really he regressed a bit. He was still like above average and a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, Preston was the one that really fell off a cliff last year. Yep. 
But uh, but yeah, so possibility to get all three of those guys back, give Rodgers some time with the toe. It's it's just the whole thing. Uh, Cobb's got a groin. Didn't talk about him. He played awesome this last week. So great time for the bye. Very happy. We're going to win. I could flip it and say, that, well, your Odell thing. Well, most of his production came on one play, so. It didn't, though. He had like three or four catches. I'm pretty like sure he had, yards. I'm pretty sure he had like one like 50 yard catch and then he ended up with like under a hundred or whatever. Let me, let me look this well, yeah, up. He had, you, he you had one, he had one catch for 54 yards. So then the rest would be three catches for, what is that? Four, 54, 41 yards, 41 yards. That's, ten, that's more than 10 yards per reception. Yeah, one but of those you, was a touchdown. Okay, but you said the same thing about like Odell's. I don't know. But Odell's was like, 90% on one play, not 50% on one play. I don't think 54 out of 81 is 90%, but it is. I'm no math major. It is. I'm a math major. I, I you're not. You you're is. not a math major. You don't know that. I could have done anything. I, I know. I could have been lying to you throughout college about what my major was for this a, moment. Been weird. For this moment. I've been a weird bit and that you would never have never, like that's that's weird, man. I don't, I don't know. Um all right, well the Vikings as I said, we play. We go to Detroit. We play the O ten and one Lions. Um, Trap game. I don't know. I mean, as I alluded, the record for the Vikings' next four opponents uh, in their last three games, so they're not going well, is one nine and two. So, teams that we're playing the next four weeks are on very much bad trajectories right now, or you know, they've been they've been trending down. They've been bad. So, oh my God, wait. You guys worked out Carry On Johnson today. Yeah, we did the Carry On Revenge game. <laughs> well, I don't know. Now you're definitely gonna win. Yeah. Uh, so, I I mean this this should just this shouldn't be a close game. This should just be a get right game. Kirk Cousins is seven and zero against the the Lions. He's been with the Vikings, especially with DeAndre Swift out. Yeah. That's I mean a this huge is blow. They're basically their only weapon. Yeah. On offense. I, I I just you know Jared Goff K like. Are you worried about Amon Ross St. Brown? No. Uh if how, he's anything how, if how he's anything like if he's anything like his brother. Equinemius had a good game <laughs> against you guys. He had his best game of the season against you guys. What do you have, like three catches? I will check. <laughs> Let's let me, His I, best game of the season. Like that's ass that's saying a lot, you know. Equinemius <laughs> against you guys. Oh man. Uh <laughs> two for forty three. Wow. Wait, wait. And one rush for eleven yards. Wow! Yeah, what what a what a game! No touchdowns, Shit. no fumbles. Unbelievable how we won that with his production. Like, could I you mean, imagine? It was like, that's crazy. I think I yelled, "It's an equinemius game!" About a hundred times. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, what do you think the line is in this? Uh, the line. Let's see. It's in Detroit, right? Yep. All right. Um, I'm gonna give you guys like seven. It is seven. Hey, I think it's the that. first time you got that right. Woo-hoo. I'm wow. always close. <laughs> I know, but like, wow. Uh, Over under is only forty six and a half, so they don't ex- they don't expect a ton of points. Some points, but obviously that spread majority on the Vikings. This should this needs to be a like a fuck you game, and like sorry Detroit because we're taking it out on you, but like we're just pissed off game. Like you want to see that? You want to see us put up thirty plus and hold them under twenty? Like this shouldn't shouldn't be close. Yeah, this is the game where you know we've talked about the roller coaster of Vikings fandom. Yeah, I, w- I want to be. On, you're on fire, everybody, right now. Yeah, and you got to get back up to Super Bowl. And the only I, way to do that is to beat the Lions. I I want to just 
not have to be stressed out like throughout the entire game, like for oh, three hours. I hope it's a one-score game. I hope you get no. Well, break. the first first week it was first time we played him was so. Yeah. I, I don't know, and that was at home. Yeah, so that was I, with Delvin Cook. I want to see a three hundred plus yard game from Kirk, three touchdowns. Um, you know, hundred yard games from from Jefferson. Maybe Thielen gets in there with a touchdown or so. He's actually Thielen, by the way. Uh, tied for league leading receiving touchdowns. Where what yeah, happened? That's, that's I remember. Whole thing. I remember everyone saying, "Oh well, here comes the touchdown regression. Here it comes." Nah, dude. Like that's just he's just not. Nah. Do, do Thielen and Kirk eat breakfast together? They must, dude. They have to. Like, <laughs> there's no other explanation. Uh, also, I didn't even say it. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, the van, Kirk's van. Oh, dead. Got totaled. Oh, what what did he do? No, no, he like there was like a video did he of it. Drive it up to the wrong no, he, garage he was, that was right next. There to was his a garage. security video that he put it on his Instagram, where I don't know if it was him or Julie driving, but they're driving it and they had a green light and they were going through it and a car ran a red light and completely hit him hmm. like right in like the front part of the car and it totaled it. You know, it was a, it was a car he had for twenty years. He had it back in like early two thousands and it got totaled. Can you, know, you acknowledge my funny garage joke? I didn't hear you. I said that he'd drive it up to the wrong garage that was right next to his garage. No, or he didn't. Something. No. Okay, well, thank you for at least listening at this no. time. No. I, th- I thought it was really good. I hope Jamal Williams scores seven touchdowns on you guys this week. I don't I don't think he will. I love that, man. I'll take, I, I'll take, him, I'll take that bet every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you 10,000 to 1 odds that he does. Deal. <laughs> Anytime anyone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything, you take you it. Take I'll it. give you a dollar right now. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, last game because we can't talk about the Packer game. Uh, speak of the Pat, speak of the Patriots. Monday Night Football. Patriots at Buffalo, baby. Oh, this this is really inter- inter- interesting. Like I I don't know how this game is going to go because this is like the Bills. Their offense has been suspect. Like they did well against the Saints, but they had some questionable moments in there. They're kind of finding themselves again on offense. The Patriots obviously have been on one of the best defensive tears, if not the best defensive tear in the league. Yeah, this this is a hard bet the under game Yeesh. with one notable exception, one, one, notable, one notable flaw in that strategy, and that's that last, uh, last week on Thanksgiving, Tredavious White tore his ACL, cornerback yeah. for the Bills. Really good player, and he is done for the season, obviously. Yeah. And so... That is going to be a huge blow to this Bills defense. Now, that said, the Patriots don't have like an alpha wide receiver that no. he would be tasked with taking away. So maybe it doesn't affect this game as much specifically. But Bills still, though, have arguably the best safety tandem in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. And Love so, like, they, they still have obviously great pieces all over the place. They get a lot of rotation on their defensive line. And it's at Buffalo, and this is the first. This is the first meeting of both these teams this year. They have to play each other later in the year, I believe. I want to talk to the people who make the schedule, and just tell them to stop doing this. Where like there's the divisional games, and you play them twice Wait. in four weeks. So yeah, even like it's a twice in the three Bears. weeks, a couple of times. Yeah, we have yeah. like that, the Bears like twice in four or it's whatever. Like, what it the is. fuck? It, it just feels like they forgot that they have yeah. to put those games in somewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, they're like trying to like have like rivalry game, like rivalry weeks, like they do in like in college now. Okay, let me let me get on my soapbox. The seventeenth game, the extra game, should be with the same teams every season, and it should be an NFC team and an AFC team, and they could have like 
a cross-conference rivalry. Yeah. The fact that it's just some random bullshit. Well, we've had the Bears, like, the last, like, four years. Every, like, the last game of the year. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and they obviously backload, uh, you know, conference schedules or division schedules a little bit for the drama of it and the whole, you know, playoff seating implications and things like that. Yeah. But the fact that they didn't put in a rivalry game, then you wouldn't, you would have, you would have a balance of home and away every other year and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you could have, you know, fun NFC AFC matchups where you normally only get to play this team once every four years. Right. They don't, I mean, it's it's as much of a no brainer as Throwback Thursdays. So it's no wonder the NFL didn't seize that opportunity. But it's still it it saddens me. Yeah. I am now off the soapbox. We can continue. What, what do you think the line is here? The line here, I'm gonna say. Oh boy, this is tough. I'm gonna say Bills minus one. Bills minus two and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, eight and four, seven and four. I I don't know. I, I, I based off of the records. I, I still think the Bills that. are the better team. I think they've been in a, like a weird kind of thing, like the Chiefs are, which both seven and four. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think we both had them as one and two, as yeah. our teams in the AFC just flipped. Um, yep. And, and they've kind of gone in weird lulls with their offense. Their offense is not getting you know, the production that we expect, but I think they're moving in the right direction at the right time. They're moving in the right direction. They've had a couple super bad games like that one against the Jaguars, and they are a little bit one-dimensional, and that's the part that concerns me about this game for them. Mm -hmm. There's the old adage that uh, Bill Belichick takes away your number one option. It's pretty clearly going to be Stephon Diggs. Didn't didn't work last year, late in the season. No, it didn't work last yeah. year, but I mean the Patriots last year were not the Patriots this year. Correct. And so if you take away Diggs from this Bills offense and they are throwing the ball to Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley and they still can't run. Hey, Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox. Yeah, Dawson Knox. Fuck put, Dawson Knox. Put some respect so on that, their that, names. Sorry, Dawson. That was fantasy angst. You're you're great. Um but uh but yeah, I I don't know. I, I would take the Patriots in this one. Out to win outright. I don't think that the Bills are going to be able to do much against this defense. I I, just, I don't know. I, I just think the Patriots' defense, they've been great, but it's going to hit midnight, and I think they're going to have a game where, you know, I, I always believe in regression to the mean – and like they're they're you know the law of averages. Like they're going to come back down. They've been they've been riding high for too long right now, mm-hmm. and the Bills are the you know the actually a good offense and. I just I don't know. I think this could be a good bounce back game and like a statement like the division the divisions ours. Like I understand like the I still think the Patriots are a great team. Um they're going to be a wild card team, but I think the Bills I'll you know eventually take this division. Yeah, either way I'm I'm really glad that we get this game in a prime time slot because the prime time games in the last week or so been a little, little rough. Yeesh. Yeah, not great. Um all right, that's the other game I wanted to highlight. So I guess we can just go in our two minute drill. All right, that works. I have uh, four. I also have four, so why don't you start? All right, so there's a theme with mine, okay. which is code for I was lazy writing them. Great. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a quarterback's name, and you have to give me how many Kirks. Oh, shit. All right, all right, okay. All right, are you ready? Yeah. All right, ready, set, go. Russell Wilson. Um, Currently, currently Russell, yeah. currently Russell Wilson I put at – 1.25 Kirks. Right right now? Like today? Well, I'm just saying, like, at the moment. Like, I I, I don't, I mean. This just in, Adam hates Kirk. Russell no. Sucks. Okay. Well, 
That's where he's at in his season. I don't put one game's worth. Oh, well, like four games worth. He, he He's played like two games since he's been hurt. Yeah, he's terrible. All right, fine. Since he got hurt, I'll say I'll go the other side of it. Uh, I'll say point eight Kirks. Okay, well, you start with a one. I was shocked. Point eight Kirks. Okay, go on. Well, because I think Kirk Cousins, I, I don't believe, like, if we want to put it, I guess if he's going to be the ever-evolving 1.0, yeah. it's, a, it's a higher 1.0 than what he normally is right now. So that's so. If I was going to say it, I'd say Kirk himself. But this, this Kirk himself is like one point four Kirks. So so is a, is a Kirk? We got We got We got to drill into this. Is a Kirk like a historic? Kirk I think I think you take 20, 2018 Kirk Cousins is one point Kirk. Okay, so that's like like we don't measure the Kirk inflation like the dollar. I mean, like we can that that that's probably easier to keep track of. So. Okay. I say Kirk right now, he's playing better than he normally is. So the Kirk scale is always is moving up. Okay. So some guys that would be normally above him, like a Derek Carr, are below the Kirk. So okay. they're in less than one Kirk. So so we're doing it like the dollar. Yes, yeah, so I'll okay. do the dollar. Okay. All right. So so Russell Wilson with the dollar with the inflation Kirk mm-hmm. is at I'll s i said uh, what, a point eight zero Kirks? I don't remember. Yes. Point eight zero Kirks. Okay, yes. All right. Mine uh are the Bengals legit or are the Steelers frauds? Parquet, no los dos. Like, I think it's both. <laughs> um, the Bengals are legit, and especially I think I've said this before uh, this season. The Bengals are legit, especially when you compare them to what we thought they would be, which is a complete dumpster fire. Um, I didn't think they'd be a complete dumpster fire. But I thought they were going to be I didn't terrible. think they'd be a playoff. Game. I thought they were going to be bottom of the league, and they're not. Yeah. Um, and then the Steelers are also have huge, significant problems. Yeah. Uh, mostly with that one guy that throws the ball. <laughs> uh, all right. Quarterback number two, Matt Stafford. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna say point uh, nine five Kirks. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying it. I thought he'd be lower. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I give him credit credits too. Like I still put I I put him below Kirk just because Kirk had a bad week. So like his Kirk scale has gone down a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you were to say this before last week. I'd probably he'd probably be closer, you know, in the point eights, probably like maybe like a point eight eight Kirk what, or something. What was Nathan Peterman's pick six game record? Was it five? Oh, how many he's done? Yeah, like in uh, a row. something like that. Because he's Cause, at what three? He's four? at three right now. Yeah, three. I mean, we might have to rename yeah. the award. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> uh, all right, mine. Did the Titans peak too early? Yeah, but I don't know if it's their fault. I mean, all their guys got hurt. Yeah, all their all their good players on offense. Yeah. Um, so yes, but this is a massive asterisk. Ryan Tannehill. Like we need you now. Moment. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, quarterback number three, Big Ben. Oh, Big Ben's like <sighs> how low? Here Point. You go. Point three five Kirks. Ah, that's I don't fair. know. Like that's he's, fair. Yeah, he's he's just not good. He's real bad. Like he can't throw it further than ten yards, which Kirk Cousins is the best 10, 19 yard thrower in the league. That's, so yeah, yeah, not good. I, I think that's fair. Um, all right. Uh, my third one are the Rams broken. The Rams are not broken, but I think the Rams have kind of a, a super team. They're having an identity crisis. Yeah, they're having a crisis where they think like, oh, we got all these names. It's like, but you have to play well. Yeah. You have to, you have to execute. Try and scheme and do all this stuff. So, yeah, Games ain't not, won on paper. Yeah, they're not broken. They're not like the season's over, but they... It's not like basketball where you can just win on talent alone. Yeah, there are more guys on the field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, all right, final quarterback. 
Danny Dimes. Oh, Danny Dimes. Uh, I said Big Ben was at 0.35. Yes. Uh, I'll say Danny Dimes. I don't like how you're starting this one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that benchmark. Uh, I'll say Danny Dimes. He's been kind of hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Next next strain. <sighs> Currently. I'll say 0.55 Kirks. Oh. I mean, oh, what has he shown me? Nothing. He hasn't shown me shit. Shown you dying. Like, I, I only, and that's only inflated because he has some mo- like hidden mobility that people just forget about. Like he can run. Yeah. He, aka, gets you know, or occasionally yeah, get eat up by the turf but, monster. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't know. Just... Also, uh, we didn't mention it, but Danny Dimes neck strain, which means more than likely we get a different kind of neck on display this weekend oh, jesus in, uh, mike glennon oh god longest neck my- can't strain <laughs> no, his it's neck. bad it's unstrainable yeah all right my last one what happened to the browns oh boy <laughs> um well it's a good thing we have tons of time in our two minute left because this is a deep question um the browns baker is really hurt he's not amazing to begin with and I think that I don't know. Like I think that there's a problem with Stefanski's scheme. I think that it has parts of it that work, but it's all about the running game, and that's not really working that well so far. It's not giving them mm-hmm. wins. So part of it is coaching, part of it is Baker, and part of it is Baker's injury. I don't know why he just doesn't put Case Keenum in. Like, what has Baker shown you that he is? Especially he's like you haven't paid him. Like put case it's in because Baker would get pissed and be like, "I'm mad. I, can I don't. Play. Who gives a shit? Be like tough. Like yeah. you know, we don't owe you shit. Also, what did Baker do to everyone's dad? Because now Kareem Hunt's dad is talking shit, and before it was OBJ's dad. Like, like I don't, Baker should be on some one of those like ter- terrible. Like, internet I I just ads. feel like, like with Steph- like Stefanski like knowing case so well. I, I don't Maybe know. I don't know. Uh, I did. I did want to say this. This is not really a shot at Baker or anything. It's actually a shot at Saquon. Um, Baker Mayfield since 2020, 79 rushes, 254 yards, two touchdowns. Saquon Barkley since 2020, 79 rushes, 254 yards, two touchdowns. Yikes. Nice. That's not, not, does not help the draft running backs early or at all in the yeah, first ever. round. <laughs> like, oh, they belong in the second round later. Yep. Um, that's fair. And I think that's it, it, right? Yeah. And two minutes exactly. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. Over two The minutes. longest two minutes. You've heard, you've heard of the fastest two minutes in football? The, <laughs> the longest two minutes in football right here on third forever. That's what we should call it from now the on. The longest two minutes in football. What? <laughs> <laughs> he could go all the way. It's incredible. Um, all right, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, I, I even forgot about the Vikings losing. That's that's nice. This was this was therapeutic, and it's been so long since we talked about them. And they're gonna lose. Hey, hey, I was right last. No, week. no, no. If don't can, don't you put that evil on if me. I can start willing this to happen no. on command. No. I don't. I don't actively do that. I don't say it out loud about the Packers. You do the opposite. You try to jinx. No, oh, no, no. I'm, I'm being. Packers are fine. Universe. Nothing will. Be, nothing bad will happen during the bye week for the Packers. Nothing bad at all. No, nothing bad happened during the last bye week. Yeah, nothing. No, it's no, it's fine. Catastrophic. Rodgers will take his homeopathic treatments that he tried to get the NFL to approve. He's not. Well, he's and already. He's, he's going to shove some crystals he up him. He's, places. He's 
And, you know, he's just going to... Also, Joe Buck said his toe was immunized. The Joe... I don't... Clearly, you no. don't know what you're talking about, Maybe Joe. that was just a shot from Joe Buck. Yeah, but it was very, like, ham-fisted. Like, I just need to use the word immunized. Maybe. We're talking about his toe. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K, where we post our episodes each week, as well as clips from the episode, memes, content, you know, reactions, videos, whatever you want, right? NFL related. Uh, you can also find links to Kevin and I's socials on there. We're a little more active and a little more emotional um, on our own about our teams, which Never. can also be a little more interesting. Never. Uh, I've been your host, Adam Osjoy, always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin. Final words. Skyuma. Skyuma.